0: The Humble Entrepreneur Podcast, my personal take on life and business by Robert Terry. Since 2005, I've been the co-owner of Nationwide Ventilation Limited, installing commercial kitchen ventilation. We've worked for the biggest names in the industry, including KFC and Taco Bell. The podcast gives you an insight into my journey and learnings along the way. Available on iTunes and Stitcher. Hey guys Rob terrier humble entrepreneur podcast again um, yeah this episode um, basically a um, few of you' have been talking about it and that's working with friends and family now um, there's a lot of people out there that say you know friends family work doesn't mix now that's great and it's great sentiment but quite often in smaller businesses it's not as simple as that you know um, a lot of us that are in smaller businesses certainly particularly when we're starting out we haven't necessarily always got the cash. Um, to pay um, for upfront for you know uh, to get an employee or even subcontracts and work out so there's this great temptation that you know you can use um, friends or family particularly family because obviously there's a lot of goodwill there you know the, uh, the the family they want to see your business work they want to see you succeed so they you know they're happy to help out nine times out of ten don't get me wrong if it's particularly in small business as well you're often blagging it, and you're using that goodwill as well, so you can get a bit of freebie labor, a bit of free work, a bit of free content, a bit of free whatever out of them. Um, but again, obviously, it, it does come with its uh, with its problems, particularly as the businesses grow, particularly as they build, and then people start feeling like they're entitled to things and bits and pieces and and whatnot. So, um, there's, there's obviously different, different people within different businesses that employ different family members. There obviously, if you're, you're in business, obviously the easy, common one, is to get your wife working in the business. Um, get the wife working with you in the business as well, because obviously she, she's got a vested interest in getting it up, running, and working. Or there's family members. There's mums. There's dad. Or there's potentially you've got friends. Now you may have a friend that's. Um, uh, he's skilled at marketing or something like that so he could help you out with a bit of a marketing campaign or something along those lines. Now, there's am not saying there's anything wrong with it. I mean, I, I in fact, in my business, in Nationwide Ventilation, um, both myself and my business partner, we've got um, our, partners, um, our partners in the business as well, our wives are partners in the business as well, so obviously they've got a vested interest in it um and at the same time i've actually um i've got the mine who's now my sales manager um was a script a friend of mine from school a guy called steve who now works for us and, and has in fact worked with us since 2005 when we launched the business originally so he started as a salesman he's progressed through the ranks and you know he's now a, he's now actually um uh, our sales manager looks after the whole sales team and the whole sales process within Uh, nationwide ventilation the business now I've known Steve for a lot longer than since 2005 I mean we we sort of we grew up when we was younger we grew up together went to the pub together uh, done loads of things together been on holidays that kind of thing all together as well so um, and and people say how do you how do you manage that relationship of having a friend working with you and how do you not blur the lines because obviously it's very easy in business that uh, you know certainly they you know it's it's kind of a double-edged thing you think you're you're getting a friend to work for you because you can get free bit of cheap labor and that kind of thing and they think well I know the bloke so he should be doing me a favor and giving me a better rate of pay or giving me more favorable conditions or I should be getting better treatment than the rest of the employees well it done actually quite work like that in all honesty and you know. There's a lot of pros, there's a lot of cons um, in in employing uh, family members and friends in business. Now, there's certainly too many to go into on this podcast because it's only going to be a short one. But what I'm going to actually focus on is things that you can do to actually improve that relationship and make sure it works from the outside, from the start. So I've got seven things that I found worked within our business that worked in nationwide um, in terms of employing friends, family, and, and that kind of thing. Now some of them obviously relate to partners in the business, as in the wife in the business, some of them relate to people like Steve who works for Nationwide in the business as well. So it's, it's and again, this is what works for us, and I always try and stress this, what works for us and what works for me in my business, which is what I'm telling you, quite often a lot of it's fairly common and will work across the board. It'll you know it work in any different businesses, whether it's any type of sales market or whatever, it'll work in the businesses. So. But it's not going to work in every business and it's not going to work for every single person. <coughs> Excuse me. So these points are what we found work for us. We've tried it, we've employed people, we've been there, we've done it, we've seen it. We've got family members working in the business. At some point, down the line probably, I'm going to start introducing my kids into the business and get them working alongside it. Because obviously, Ben, my youngest son, he's got fantastic skills in marketing, in graphic design. Does logos, and everything like that. He's the one that actually designed the Humble Entrepreneur podcast logo. So, um, you know, at some point I should probably start bringing him into the business. May not be full-time, maybe just do a bit of tar- part-time work. And again, my youngest son, uh, eldest son, Jack, he's the same. He wants to start getting a bit involved in the business, maybe start earning a bit of money, that kind of thing. So, and, and these things, the so seven things I've got, um, and seven things to do that we've found and that I've found work for us, um, and this is, we're talking from early doors, early doors, from day one, 2005, when we set up Nationwide Ventilation, when it was just a concept, uh, just a few customers, handful of uh, handful of customers and, and whatnot, and, uh, and obviously, I mean, Steve now, 15 years down the line, obviously been very instrumental in uh, the success of the business, you know, all this business about self-made people, Bullshit, there's a team, there is always a team behind you, and that may be a family member, it may be your wife, it may be a friend or whoever, but there's always a team behind you. So, we'll get into these seven things then. Now, these are the seven things that we've found, or that I've found, have worked for us, and (laughs) some are going to work for you, some ain't going to work for you, like I say. So, now the first one... Is like any employee, exactly the same, even if they're not you're not paying them or doing whatever, these this is you still do this, and it's establishing a clear defined role, responsibilities, and also actually issue them a contract of employment that will cover their wages, their holiday, all their benefits, all their entitlements, all the other bits and pieces. Just treat them from day one like a normal employee and put it all in there. They have a copy, you have a copy. If at any point there's any any questions about it, then out comes the contract. It was from day one, that was your pay, but it may be you're not paying them, and it may say after six months, I'm gonna start paying you pounds an hour or whatever. Um, It may be that they're entitled to X amount of um, uh, holiday. They're entitled to 25 paid days holiday, they're entitled to the pension phones, whatever it is, but get it all now down up front and straight away, and then you all know where you're going from. You're singing through the same song sheet, and it's all there in black and white and in paper. So that's the first one. Uh, define the roles clearly, and the responsibilities and everything like that exactly like you would with any um, uh, employee. Now the second one, and this is a this is also a two-way street. All of these things, there they can be a two-way street. Yeah. Some of it's for the employee's benefits, or the family or friend member that you're going to employ, it's for their benefit, and some of it's for your benefit. But this this one as well, in particular, is a two-way stream. I always find it's got to be a two-way stream, and that's allow an easy path for constructive criticism. Yeah? If if, they, if you're doing something and they think, we can do this better, there's a better way of doing this, don't be so blinkered to not to listen to them. Likewise, if you're if, you're, if it's your business, you know your business best, if, you're, if they're doing something and you don't like the way they're doing it, tell them. Don't, don't drum it into them, don't kick them, don't beat them with it, but constructive criticism and let it be a two-way process. Let it flow in, let it flow out, yeah? So, and ask them. If you sit down, you have a meeting with them, say, look, you really need to do this. You know, don't take it personally, it's just constructive criticism. Give them the feedback, give them what they want and then ask them. For your, ask them for their feedback on you at the same time, yeah? And it gets a two-way dialogue going and it's gonna help that process out. So that's number two, um, allow constructive criticism. Now, number three, and this is really important, really, really important, and that is respecting confidentiality. Now, you don't want your friend, your family member, or whoever it is to go home of a night time going, their company's in the shit. their are the companies, they're going bust, they're going whatever. You don't want that happening. You have got to get it nailed down at the beginning that what goes on in the office stays in the office. Like Chatter Mouse rules. What happens in the office stays in the office and it doesn't go. It doesn't go outside the four walls. You you know, don't tell other family members. Don't tell your other friends down the pub, anything like that. And likewise, don't do the same. Don't go slagging them off down the, office to, um, down the pub. If they're not down the pub with you and all your mates, go, We've employed him. He's a lazy fucker. Shouldn't have employed him. He's bloody useless. Don't do it. Confidentiality, keep it behind closed doors, and if you have got an issue with anything, take it up with the employee. Don't take it up, don't bring it up down the pub or in front of whoever else or around the dinner table or anything like that it's just gonna cause friction that's unwanted, so respect the confidentiality and keep it in the office. If you need to discuss something in the office, discuss it in the office, yeah? Now, that's number three, so respect to, respect the confidentiality. Now, number four, this is probably more geared towards a partner or a closer family member rather than a friend, and that's setting aside time outside of work to spend with each other. So if it's your wife, your spouse, your future wife-to-be, or whatever, don't just work together. Mate, still take that time, to actually be together outside the working environment, and when you are together outside that working working environment, don't, do not, under any circumstances, start talking bloody shop, because all that's gonna do is it's gonna be a continuation of work, and you're gonna find work life, home life, all becomes blurred into one and you're not gonna get it. So make sure you take time out during the the, the week or whatever, at the weekends, and take time outside of work and spend time together doing things that are completely non work related. So, obviously, that's more, um, like I say, to do with a, a close family member, maybe a son or a daughter or a wife, spouse, or whatever. So, that's that one. Right, number five, and that's respecting financial arrangements. Now, uh, it may start off that you're not paying them to start with, and that, that's fine, but don't take the piss. You know, it's going to hit a point where they're going to expect something in return. So if they've spent 20 hours a week working for you for five years and you're still not paying them, they ain't going to like it. So you've got to do something. Likewise, um, pay them a fair rate. Don't just, because they are a family member, if that is the case, don't pay them under the going rate, yeah? So pay them the going rate if they've got a job that requires that or they've got a role that requires that. So that's number five. Now, number six, don't make any exceptions to the rules. Seven rules here, stick to them. You've got your contract of employment, you've got your bits and pieces, stick to them. Because As soon as you start bending rules for family members, other people, and particularly if you're employing other people within the business, they're gonna see that and they're gonna start resenting it. So if, for example, you're employing your son as a salesman, he's not hitting target, yet the other salesmen are, and he's not getting a bollocking or not getting something over it, what's the first thing that's gonna happen is that when that other salesperson doesn't hit target, he's gonna well, you don't say anything to your own son, your own whoever your wife whoever it may be you got to hit and keep them rules and don't make any exceptions to them so uh, that's number six now number seven this is more um again it's it's still friends and family related Uh, Um, could be more towards wife or it could be uh, family members and it all depends on your uh what type of business you are and you're doing but that's establish a clear exit process for them so uh it may be that you just want to employ them for the first six months of the business and set that fixed term and say, right, at the end of the six months, uh, we're going to then turn around and say, right, enough's enough or whatever. Or give them a get-out clause so that they're not tied in, they're not stuck to you if they want to, they, they don't so they don't feel um, tied, duty-bound or anything like that to you. So establishing a, a formal process for them to actually be able to break the contract or break whatever it is. I mean... Any contract of employment is there's always obviously a way you can um, not get out of it, but you, you can obviously terminate that contract of employment. So you just got to make sure you do the same. And it may be that because it's um, if it's a family member like the wife or whatever, you just make it that bit easier for them, so it creates less friction from that. If they've had enough, they've done their bit in the business, or they feel they've done their bit in the business, or even you do as well, because it may at a point in time where you think. Right, enough's enough. Now I need to actually take somebody on that is actually got a proper expertise in that role. I actually need to employ a full time salesperson or a full time admin staff, or I can now I've got enough there to justify actually um, uh, outsourcing it to somebody else. So to make sure that that process is clearly laid out up front. So, all, all of these, the majority of these seven things you want to make sure you start. And again, it's like anything I say, consistency in business is everything. And it, it particularly, point number six, says no exceptions to the rules. So use those seven things as a guideline. Some of them are going to work for you, some ain't going to work for you. But let's put it this way. In 15 years of business now, me and Steve, we've, we've worked at, like that. And all right, don't get me wrong. There are times when we do go down the pub together and we have a few beers. We get on to talking shop and that kind of thing about the business. Um, <coughs> not often because we try and avoid it. Works work. Business is business, and you've got to make the differentiation between the two because you don't want to. There's nothing more boring than sitting down night, um, down the pub at night, talking fucking shop all night long. So, especially for everybody else to sit and listen to, because they ain't gonna be at all interested in it. So, so don't do it. But they use those seven rules. They've worked for me. Um, It's made it a lot easier and a lot clearer because everyone knows where to go going. It's, it's really just treating them like a normal employee as such. Um, so yeah, use those seven rules, and uh, if there's anyone else you think out there that might um, benefit from that, because obviously you know, a lot of smaller businesses um, really for, go down the route of employing family members for varying reasons, cheap labour and things like that. Um, so yeah, if you feel that this uh, podcast could be a benefit to them, um, give them a shout out and get it shared to them and let them know it's there so that they can have a listen, and. Uh, Again, as always, any feedback, please send any feedback into me. I always do these things for you guys so that, you know, you, you can learn from it. These are seven things we've built up over the last 15, 16 years in business and learned. So use them, use them and take them on board. Use it and hopefully it'll give you some benefits um, and stop you falling in some of the traps that we've fallen into over the years. So, right, that's it, guys. Um, it's a, again, it's a Friday. It's recorded today. So have a good weekend and uh, we'll catch up with you shortly. Thanks so much, guys. Bye. Remember, folks, stay humble and let your success talk for you. See you later. I think we have to go.